Now you're listening to Lights, Camera, Whatever by Ray. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Lights, Camera, Whatever. And remember what we do here, we are going to talk about the psychology of life and love through Taiwanese film and drama. And we're going to jump into just that. We're going to jump into the show for season one, episode seven. Season one, episode seven. Don't tell me I didn't tell you the right name. Season one, episode seven. And that show is called The Promise of, do not laugh at my Japanese. The Promise of Karuizawa. I love Japanese culture. Now, description first. Now, this is a name. Don't look at me like, what language is he speaking? This is a name in Chinese. Changwei-shi. I hope I pronounced that right. Meets Chao Tingyu while tracking their respective unfaithful spouses. Already sounds crazy, right? Soon after, they must confront their own moral conundrums. I used to love this word, conundrums, right? Now, Topic one, unfaithful, question mark, question mark, question mark. It's not just unfaithful. It's unfaithful, question mark, question mark, question mark. Guys, this is this is even in the description. Is it unfaithful? Come, come guys, don't, don't judge me. Don't judge me. Please don't judge me. Is it unfaithful is there, if there is no love in the relationship? Is it unfaithful? If there is a dehydrated relationship, drowning can be saved. We talked about that last time. But if it is completely, utterly dehydrated, <gasps> dry, is it unfaithful if you willingly tried to communicate with your partner and they just made no change? You've made it super clear. I'm talking about crystal clear. I don't know why the name is crystal. Who cares about Crystal? But it is crystal clear. If your ex-girlfriend name is Crystal, I'm sorry. They made it crystal clear. They want change in this aspect. They would like to do something different, right? And it just nothing changed. Now, let me ask you, the audience watching this, is it unfaithful if you really want love and you've been seeking for love and you thought this person, this man or woman was the one and it's just dehydrated? Is it unfaithful if you are having an affair? When your partner is clearly not interested in you, not missing you, not contacting you, showing no love, haven't made any love, right? It's just dehydrated. Is it unfaithful? Now, some of you like, oh, the property. I'm, I'm going to call these people the property people, right? I don't like the property people. When I say the property people, that means that you think an actual another human being because of a paper is your property. Oh, yeah, you're probably hating me like, yeah, you know, whatever. But think about this for the property people. You don't own anybody. Not e your kids are not even your property. Right. You don't own people. You create the relationship. You build the relationship. And that's where the respect lies. But is it unfaithful if there is literally no love in the relationship. And if they go out and find it and they have willingly been open to talk to you to say, hey, it's dry. Everything is dehydrated. 
and they try one time, two times. I love baseball. Strike three, if they go out. And I remember, guys, I'm not encouraging you. I'm only extracting points and elements from the show to discuss with you. And I'm really open and welcoming to your comments in the section. Unfaithful, question mark, question mark, question mark. Now, question two. Don't hate me. Would you choose your partner who doesn't? Would you chase your partner who doesn't love you anymore? This goes kind of a resemblance to the first question is because in this modern age, people think they own people like property, guys. Would you chase your partner who doesn't love you anymore? Is it because of a financial constraint? Is it because of a child constraint? Is it because you've given this man a child, so he has to do whatever you say? Or you've given this woman everything, so they have to do exactly word for word what you say? Would you chase your partner, guys, who doesn't love you anymore? This is an honest question a lot of people have to ask themselves right now. It could be in a marriage relationship. You could be having a child without marriage, right? Are you free to go because we don't have a paper? Or because you have a paper, are you free to stay? Hmm. Double-sided, right? That's a double-edged sword. Would you chase someone who doesn't love you anymore? You have to ask yourself, would you actually, honestly, go after someone who's lost love in you? Or would you look in the mirror and try to reevaluate yourself and to change in a way a reasonable way. If they're asking for some crazy type of requirements, necessitating you to to do something extreme, to, to fit their ego and their expectations, okay, please walk out of the door and you can give them the keys unless it's part of your house too. Now, it, chasing your partner who doesn't love you anymore, there's a lot of things that you got to think about for that part, right? Because actually, the fact that they don't love you anymore, you have to evaluate yourself. And then the second question is, is it worth it to get them back and are they completely gone are they like light years away gone like you know out of space gone or do you still think there's a chance to get them back that is an honest question you have to ask yourself would you chase a partner married or not married who doesn't love you anymore now remember we don't spoil the show here I'm just sprinkling a little magic dust that might give you an idea about the context of the show now, third question. Uh, please don't hate me for this. Does the word love have value anymore? Now, I've been here a while, right? I, I grew up in America. Like, my mom and dad, like, they, you know, they flirted for, the, you know, they were flirting. I was already, like, high school, you know, going into college. They still flirt. They still, you know, doing their thing, right? You know, making, you know, making eye contact, intimacy. So for me, that was ideal, right? I remember going to some of my friends' house, seeing their grandparents still flirting, right? So growing up in this culture, seeing like even the older generation, the elderly people still like in this sense of love, I believe in love, right? But I feel like sometimes the word is a little bit, sorry guys for Taiwanese, this is an American term. I feel like it's a little bit played out. I don't know if you know what that means, but played out. That means like it's overused. It's saturated in usage. And when you use it, are you really using it? Mm hmm. Hmm. 
I had to drink a little bit more because I have a lot to say. Now, does the word have value, right? If Are you throwing it out there as a, as a, as a safety precaution? And if someone doesn't say it back to you, does it, does it mean they don't love you? I think we got to change, guys. This is my personal perspective. I think we got to change. Let's stop using the word and let's start showing the word. Because, because we say it, people think that, that it, it means, for me, it means nothing. If you, yeah, I, I'm happy if you say it, right? I'm single right now, but I, I'm happy if you say it. I'm excited that you say it. Thank you. But show me. Show me true, genuine love. Don't, you know, in Chinese we say, well, I need. Right. That means I love you for my foreign listeners. That means I love you. Well, I need in Japanese. I still do. Right. If I messed it up, send me my saying. Sorry. But the concept is that if the word has lost value in your relationship. What to do? What to do? And if guys, if it's gotten to that point, then that means there was no love from the very beginning. And you're going back to what I said in several episodes. You are filling the gap of desperation. There was nothing in the beginning. Two people lying to each other to saying we love each other. We're together. But it was from a societal pressure, peer pressure, right? Pushing you, right? So the question you got to ask yourself is, does the word love have value anymore to you? Don't worry about your friends, your family, Instagram, social media. Guys, I'm talking to you directly. <laughs> the value of love. Is it there? Does it exist? Is it non-existent? Right? Ask yourself. Oh, here we go. Hmm. Whose fault is it when it comes to cheating or having an affair? Yeah, you're probably looking like, yeah, yeah. If a man cheats, right? Whose fault is it? If a woman cheats, whose fault is it? This goes down to gender, right? Because we always blame the man, right? And But at the same time, we always blame the woman. So is this something that, how do you say, do we blame a certain gender based on who they are when they cheat or have an affair? So if, if you're with someone and they cheat on you, right? Say, for instance, you're a woman, you have a man, and they cheat on you with another woman, right? Or another man. Right. Whatever. It's a, it's a new world right now. But do you blame the other person that they cheated with or do you blame your partner? That's an interesting question you got to ask. And do do you think that the relationship that you have with the person who's cheating is it fixable? We talk about the psychology of life and love people. So we're going to talk about relationships. Who to blame in the cheated relationship or the affair? Is it the man's fault or the woman's fault? Right. Who to blame? Now, this comes down to a societal perspective. Can I say, hey, it's a man's responsibility. And remember, we're extra. So when you watch the show, right, episode seven, you will understand what I'm talking about. Right. This is a very interesting point. Who do we blame when a man cheats? Is it a man's fault or is it a a man's fault for allowing himself to be seduced? Or is it your fault for being dehydrated in a relationship where they had no choice but to seek? Not blaming, not pointing fingers, not judging. But sometimes you need to evaluate yourself. Guys, this is something we got to talk about. If you are going out with your woman or you're going out with your partner, a guy, 
and you're not dressing up. You don't have to dress up to the T. To the T means you were just boom, 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 looking great. You don't have to do that all the time. But there has to be a standard, something, right? If you're not dressing up and you take for granted every time you guys go out and you just, I don't know, just doing whatever, dressing in some whatever way, you can't blame people for looking at something beautiful or something handsome, right? You can't blame if you're not complimenting your man and say, oh, you look handsome today. A compliment to your woman. You say, you look beautiful today. I ask some of my students, right, in my company, I say, hey, when's the last time you complimented your wife? I say, I don't even know. I say, okay, just be careful. There's nothing wrong to say, and it doesn't even hurt you. It doesn't even take more than 10 words. Baby, you look beautiful today. How many words was that? Baby, you look beautiful today. Let me recount that. I got my math. It sucks. Baby, you look beautiful today. I hope that was five. If that was more than five, this guy on this camera in this video, math is terrible, right? Or, honey, you look handsome today. Five, both sides. You look great today, right? That last finger didn't really make it out, right? <laughs> so basically that, you know, sometimes it just takes a little bit of effort just to make a little compliment to make someone's day, right? And that, not to get too far from the question, but we got to ask ourselves, who's to blame if someone cheats? You ask yourself. I'm not asking myself. You ask yourself, right? Out there listening, the audience. Now, the next one is, you are so lucky, question mark, right? So sometimes I see like, I told you guys, I'm a cafe freak. I'm always in a cafe <laughs> drinking coffee. My caffeine levels are through the roof. Cafe means though, I'm hearing all the conversations, right? So sometimes I hear like, oh, girl, this isn't Chinese. This is a Mandarin. I'm just translating. It's like, girl, you're so lucky. Your husband does that. Your husband does that. He buys you this and buys you that. But the girl's face is like, yeah, I'm lucky. I'm so lucky. And they're like, what's wrong? Guys, don't fall into the hype, right? Just because some girl is, you know, with a really, really nice, wealthy guy, that doesn't mean she's lucky. That could also be a very wealthy dehydrated relationship, which is even worse, right? When there's a lot of money involved, right? You are so lucky. I hear this so many times when I go to the cafe and I'm and, and it's basically connected to money, right? That the woman is getting a, a certain amount of money or she's being pampered. Pampered means spoiled, right? So that is another context. Like what is considered to be lucky? Because it's money on the table or this guy genuinely is putting all of his heart into his woman or the woman is putting all of his heart into the man. Right. When I hear it's like you're so lucky. She takes really good care of you. Look at all your clothes. Guys, materialism doesn't equal to love. Materialistic items does not equal to love. Giving someone an unlimited amount of what you have. If you're a very rich guy, congratulations. But if you have an unlimited amount and you're giving it, giving it shower, showering, we say showering the woman. That doesn't mean you love them. That means you own them. That goes to the property perspective for the property people, right? You don't own anybody. You are so lucky. Question mark, question mark. Ask yourself, are you really lucky? But a lot of people in these situations, they're trying to get out. But how? Right? They're too scared to escape. So evaluate your life. Evaluate yourself. You are so lucky. Question mark. Here we go, guys. When is it time to tell parents to mind their business? 
so many times the parents are getting involved into our relationships. Maybe they know better. Maybe they have, you know, experience and everything. But when do we tell them like, hey, this is my life, right? This is my life. This is me. This is my things. Please, it's time for you to let me live my life. And this is a very interesting question. When is it time for parents to mind their business? Because if they, yes, there are parents or our parents-in-law. Yes, they can have a little bit of word. But if they're actually in this aspect of controlling every single decision that you make as an adult, isn't it time for them to mind their business? Move on, you know, with their life. You know, like I know you're retired. I know you have nothing to do. You're just walking around all day, shopping online, watching TV. But isn't it time for you to mind your business? Right. And I'm, guys, I am not encouraging you to say this to me, the lights, camera, whatever guy told me. Uh, <laughs> my name is Ray. I'm not the guy. So the thing is that you got to ask yourself do you have the courage to tell your parents, mind your business? Yes, they raised you your whole life. They probably gave you everything. They maybe gave you a down payment on your house and made your life comfortable. Maybe. Who knows? But sometimes it could be a little bit annoying when every single decision that you made is inspired by a parent or a parent-in-law. So question for you, and I want you guys to type your answers in the comments. When is it time for the parents, parents-in-law, to mind their business? Now, got to keep going. Here we go, guys. These are just elements of the show. Please, I'm not really trying to spoil the show. I'm sorry if I did. Would you tell your secret lover you are expecting the unexpected? Mm. If you have a lover, a guy that you like, that you've been secretly seeing, and you end up getting pregnant, but they are not your partner or your husband, but you know who that baby belongs to, what do you do? This is a very, you know, like, I, I don't want to spoil the show, guys, but I may I may have a little bit, but the show's been out a bit, so I, I'm, I'm a little bit free for that, right? But would you, okay, let me read. Would you tell your secret lover you are expecting the unexpected? You know I like to throw out these abstract questions, right? Do you tell them? The lines on the, on the pregnancy test are clear, crystal clear. We're going to go back to crystal. I don't know who crystal is, but it's crystal clear. <laughs> you have something coming. You are expecting something that was unexpected. So the question is, do you tell your secret lover that that baby's his? Let's not let's forget about the societal pressure. I mean, if you're if you're in a married relationship, yes, I understand. If you're single, he's not really a secret lover. That's your man. <laughs> it's nothing to hide. But if you are in a marriage that's dehydrated and you have that secret lover who really, really, really takes care of you. Congratulations. But you're pregnant and you have a husband who doesn't take care of you or who's not giving you anything, but you're still married. And you know what happens in Taiwan if you get caught? You got to pay the fine, right? You got to you might get fined. You might get sued. They can sue you here in this country, right? What do you do? So this is a question I don't have the answer for, but I want to jump into the psychological side of it. Do you tell the secret lover? Or do you hide? Well, what do you do? I'm not pushing you to make any decision here. I'm just throwing questions on the table because I'm really excited to discuss these points with you through the comment section. I'm really excited. If you're angry or mad, guys, this is an open question. I am not judging anybody. I am just putting it out there because this is happening in the world. There are babies out there that belong to secret lovers and the secret lovers don't know 
do they have a right to know that they have a child? Maybe they have been trying really hard to have a child and they haven't found the right partner, but they found you, but you don't completely belong to him. Do they have a right to know? Is it ethical to hide it? Was it ethical to tell him? Where do the morals come in? You see it? Moral conundrums. Let me leave that last line. Soon after, this is the description. Soon after, they must confront their own moral conundrums. This is a description posted on Netflix that's in English. Very clear. Now, let me recap. Unfaithful, question mark, question mark, question mark. Is it cheating if your partner is literally making zero effort to really be in love with you? And they just want to be your roommate. They just want to be the couch in the house. You know where they're going to be, like a picture on the wall. That's exactly what they are. If they're just a roommate and there's no love, there's no intimacy, and you go out and find someone who really wants to take care of you with all of their heart, 100%, is it considered unfaithful? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Second question. Would you chase your partner who doesn't love you anymore? Right? Would you? Would you? I don't know. Put in the comments. Next one. Does the word love have any value anymore? Does it? I think so. If it's with the right person. And the question is, are you with the right person? Or are you planning to be with the right person? Or are you just filling the gap of desperation, of emptiness? Question for you. Now, next one. Whose fault is it when it comes to cheating or having an affair? This is a very, very tough one, right? You are so lucky. Yes. When is it time to tell parents to mind their business? And the last one, guys, would you tell your secret lover you are expecting the unexpected? That is episode seven, season one of At The Moment. Thank you for watching Lights, Camera, whatever.